It's time to get up, get motivated, and start making moves for yourself instead of working to make someone else rich. These are genuine experiences and the stories of real entrepreneurs that made the ultimate decision to live for themselves in order to achieve unbelievable results. You're listening to The Time Is Now, making your business personal. Now here's your host, Kent Clothier. Hey everybody, Kent Clothier. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's podcast. I'm glad you're here. I have got a good friend of mine, Francesco Moracci. Francesco, what's going on, brother? Hi guys, everything is good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad you made it in here. I'm excited to have you on here. You and I officially got to hang out while we were in uh, Cabo San Lucas not too long ago at our billionaire boardroom meeting. And so as I was hearing more and more about you and your story and, you know, kind of how you got involved in real estate and all, you know, kind of everything, I was really, I was really inspired by it, brother. So I thought it'd be great to have you on here and kind of talk about it a little bit. So thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's talk, man. So tell me what market you're in right now. Let's start at the top. Kind of give everybody a little bit of background, a little bit about who you are and all that kind of good stuff. Sure, absolutely. I am I'm in New Jersey. I'm 50 minutes off of New York. I'm primarily in Bergen County, which again is the first county of New York. I'm from Italy. I moved to US in uh, 2007 after meeting my wife in Italy. I used to be a police officer over there and she's an Olympic athlete. So she was over there competing at the Olympic Games in Turin, and I was a security for her team. And uh, Look at you, we met. look at you, you dog, right? So you're the head of security for her team, and the next thing you know, you're marrying her. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> you know, you. <laughs> That's pretty much. I thought it was cool to have an American girlfriend, and I didn't realize I would end up here. So now I'm in Jersey, from Florence, Italy. That's awesome. So keep going. What happened? So she was uh, she was competing at the Olympic Games. You know, I was on the security team f- for her. Again, I, we kind of like each other. I didn't speak English. She didn't speak Italian. But at the beginning, you don't speak much anyway. So it was no reason to fight. Everything was good. And, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of a funny story. It's like the, the, the bodyguard, just the story ended up better. You know, like... We, yeah, right. We, Except just it happens to be real. It happened to be real, yes. <laughs> So um, I decided to, you know, in Italy, I start my, you know, how I came here to do real estate. I was doing some, you know, some small operation in Italy. I start my, uh, I would say my education in 2002, following an Italian, uh, the pioneer of the Italian, uh, you know, real estate training, which is Alfie Bardolla. And I start doing some small operation there in a side beside being a police officer, which was my full time job. I did a tour in Iraq in, in, in 2004. I was security for this is the, 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 the force. It's called Carabinieri, which is police in Italy, but they do also military police out of the country. Oh, wow. So I got to travel going around and, and I used to work with I would, called Italian VIP of the government, Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Transportation, and whoever government official w- w- was coming to Milan. I was stationed in Milan in North Italy. And, you, and, you know, I had some time and I, I got, you know, I got to study real estate and then doing some, you know, again, some operation there. So it was natural for me when I moved to U.S. Besides, you know, I started working on a security company, which was my, you know, my, my trade, I would call. And I start, you know, learning, try to look what was the market here, what was the, the regulation, because obviously it's everything different. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I come to meet, to come to you, to Sean, to Sean Terry, and that's how I start here. So you come over from Italy, you don't speak English, right? 
Nope, not zero. Beside food, which obviously every Italian you know know about food, and that's it. Food and love. That's everything you need. Wow, look at you. <laughs> you come over here, leave it to the Italian to talk about food and love. Love it. So you come over here and you know a little bit about real estate, but back in Italy, right? So you, like you said, you had a guru back there that, that you followed and kind of did it as part-time, yes. right? So then you come over here and first off, let me ask you a question. What was the biggest obstacle outside, outside of not speaking the language? I mean, it's not easy to go and try to figure out how to get into real estate when you can't even talk to buyers and sellers, right? Yes. It, it's for me, it, 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 it was just to understand the regulation. You know, I... Probably how, you know, a, a lot of people start. I was, you know, I was home, tried to learn English through to television, to, to program, to books. And, and I got, in you know, some television program and I got some courts. Obviously, I didn't understand what they were talking about. From there, I went to, I would call the next level. I went to Trump University. And um, a lot of people complain about that. But for me, it was, again, besides that, I wasn't really understanding the, the full extent of what they were teaching. It was a good start. On the basics, some of the things that they, they were teaching there I still using today, which is wholesaling. Again, back then, I didn't understand what really we're talking about. Yeah. So it, it was difficult. I couldn't understand how, how can, can you sell a house that you don't own? How can you do this? How can you do that? And then obviously, you know, after reading, after studying, after moving forward with different, different training, I got to, you know, realize it, to understand how all the process, you know, how everything works. So the biggest, you know, problem was just I couldn't fully understand how the wholesaling was working, how rehabbing, and obviously the regulation. So, yeah, it's hard for me to talk shit about any gurus or certainly any any of the late night infomercials or anything like that. Because as you said, I mean, at least in my experience, you get out of it what you put into it. I mean, I'm a product of that. Back, back when I did it, it was a guy by the name of Russ Whitney, and it was called Whitney Education Group, and it got... You know, there for I guess now knowing what I know now, when I look back on it, probably nine out of ten people that were in that room didn't do anything. But for guys like us, if you're willing to put in the work, the education itself is good. I mean, that you you can figure out how to make things happen. As, and as you're proving, hell, if you, even if you don't speak the language, you can figure out how to make things happen, right? Correct. Yes, I think I start with uh, probably who is Armando Montelongo, something like that something and then from there i went to different program different you know different system different uh, i i bought a lot of stuff you know I, I bought a lot of different obviously trying to the new shiny object okay this maybe work better this work better this work better until i decide to sit down and and okay let, let me do this and then if you know from here we can do the next step next step the next step I think that's really, really important, man. What you just said is really important. A lot of people, they get tossed and turned around, kind of chasing after this or that, and they kind of go through that same experience. You got to sit down and decide what you want to be when you grow up, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, at one point after buying, you know, like uh, 50 or 60 different training, probably I was lucky because, I, you know, one of, I guess the, the, the last one I got was Sean Terry. So that's mm -hmm. how I kind of like the guy, you know, looking from the... <laughs> website and then i went to one of his events i believe it was his second event in, in um, glendale and then from there I, you know I, I i got one of your system find motivator seller now and then from there you know I, i'm here today this is in the last you know couple three years four years right so let's talk about that so here you are now what's the business look like today tell, tell us a little bit about it on the last two years, I switched from wholesale. I mean, I'm still doing wholesaling, but what I'm doing right now is mostly like rehab. In our market, probably, you know, in our, 
a lot of other places in the USA, there is a shortage of inventory. So for me, you know, I can uh, buy, fix and sell a house very quickly. And, and the profit on the rehab, it's it's very healthy, I would say. You know, let's say, uh, as I sit now, I 70% rehabbing and 30% wholesaling. I have an acquisition company. I have an investment company. And I also have a, a renovation company. And they all kind of feed in each other through the system I created. Right. So basically... It's almost like our, our turnkey business back in Memphis and Dallas, right? So you, we have the acquisition side of the business, which is our real estate company that turns around and is buying the properties or certainly making the offers. Then we have a rehab division companies that are doing the rehabs. And then we turn around and we have our property management company that is handling all the property management and, and maintenance of the properties. I mean, so the, the kind of, you create this, you create this ecosystem where the transaction really doesn't ever have to leave your world, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. How did that come about? Because I know how it came about on my side, on our side. How did it come about on your side? Was it was it just an evolution, or was it something you thought about from the very beginning? It, it, it's something that I thought from the from the really beginning, and if, back then when I didn't know how to put anything on place, like how okay, I think I can get this company, this company, this company. So I had I would call it business plan, but it wasn't really a business. It was a piece of paper with all the um, all the company in line. So it obviously took me a few years to be in a position to actually put them in line. You know, like to again, the acquisition company is the one that does market it and and put the property under contract, and then either sell to other investor or sell to my investment company. The investment company, it's obviously it's like me, and and I bring in private investor with capital that they decide to invest on the project, so they make a return. And then uh, investment company, there is the renovation company, which does the work. Uh, everything right. is very upfront. Everybody knows, you know, the, the, the process. So everybody, there, there are no surprise for, for anyone. Oh, how this is your company. This is, yeah, everything is, everything pretty much run through me. But, you know, if you are clear from the beginning and everybody knows how the process works, you're never going to have any problem. And plus everybody on this uh, system, everybody makes money. So that's what is important especially for the investor. So talk about, it's one thing to go off and wholesale a few houses. It's a whole, and you don't have any experience. It's a whole nother ballgame to go off and try to raise private money when you barely speak the language and you're kind of just a few years into the into your real estate investing career. Kind of talk, what are the, some things you've learned as you've gone out there and tried to, you built this, your investor list, people that are loaning you money? For me, you know, I, I would suggest anyone to, to look uh, on your surrounding or your friend and family. That's how, it, how I started. I started wholesaling. I started doing some small renovation. Uh, back then, you know, when I really didn't have any experience and very little money, I started a company with my father-in-law, which, you know, invested on the company. And we did few few rehab, few projects together. But then we decided to go in separate ways because I had a an idea of the business on the way it had to evolve and the way it had to go. And he had a different idea. And um, so we decided to, you know, kind of, we still partner, the company still, still all hold some rentals, but he mostly wanted to buy and hold. I wanted mostly to, to buy, fix and sell. So it, it was, I would say working. Right. But from there, I, I, I create my investment company mm-hmm. and talking to friend, you know, I had a friend that says, you know, just retire. I say, I have some money. I see what you're doing. Will you be interested on, on taking my money to invest on your project? Like, sure, come over. No problem. So I had a lawyer draw, draw an agreement. He brought the money. And then from there, I start 
the first project, then people begin, you know, second project, they begin to talk to each other. And now I have about 10 people, they invest with me. And plus I use, you know, I evolve, obviously, in order to, to grow the business, I start going to a real estate meeting, investment club. And I have now, you know, a couple of uh, Harmony Lender and, mm-hmm. and, and different people, a few strangers, you know, I mean, not strangers, a few people that they're not, you know, now they're friends, but they start of being people that they just knew about what I was doing through other people. Bottom line, you got, out there, you got out there and you hustled, right? Yes, you got to be out. You got to be out. I went to a real estate meeting. Now, this is the fourth year I'm there. For two years, I, I just went there, sit on the back of the room, try to understand what they were talking about and not even talking to anyone. Uh, one of the things that I wish I had uh, would come easier to me is introduce myself to strangers, to, to other people, to people even in the business. You know, for me, it's very hard. But, you know, once somebody introduced me, I begin to talk, then it's hard to stop me. But the, the first moment, you know, when I go there, a room full of strangers, and begin to talk about what I do, what I don't do. It's, it's very hard. So for two years, I still went every month, you know, to the meeting and I tried to understand and, and introduce myself slowly to everybody. And for two years, I didn't really do nothing. And then from one, you know, one thing led to another. I begin to talk, I begin to meet, I begin to explain what I was doing. And, and out of this meeting, I got, you know, a couple of investors. I got good friends. I got contractors. And, and that's the way you got to be out. You cannot just stay home and study and study and study without doing anything. You got to go out and kind of put yourself on like-minded people, you know, group of people and people that they, they wish to do or they are doing what you do. So that, you know, it can give you an incentive well, on moving forward. And I would also say, you know, at least in my experience, been doing this for a long time, that people, you know, here's the thing is that people don't even realize you exist, right? I mean, I think we live in a, a weird world now where people are just more comfortable engaging and creating the, a conversation behind a laptop, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and they don't have to get, they don't have to do real things. And so... They somehow think that they're going to go off and be able to build a business and raise money for a business, for God's sakes, and never really have to talk to anybody. And it's just so ridiculously stupid to think like that. I mean, especially when it comes to private money, but I would argue in all cases when it comes to building a real estate business, it's all about the relationships, right? I mean, you've got to be willing to get out there. And I can tell you private lenders, again, in my experience, they are desperately looking for places to put money to work. Correct, yes. They just don't have any good options. Hey, this is Kent, and thanks for listening to the show. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up. If you're interested in real estate investing and looking for a way to get started, go to thetimeisnow.com. Right there on the page, you'll see an opportunity to just log in and get a free copy of my best-selling book. It's a great way to get started, learn a lot about one of our most basic strategies in real estate called wholesaling, reverse wholesaling to be specific, exactly how you can get started right now. Got a whole list of resources in there, step-by-step instructions, everything you need. Again, go check it out at thetimeisnow.com. I agree with you. At the beginning, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to invest. So on my mindset, it was, oh, the, the, the lack of money. But now it's a different mindset. But at the beginning, it's, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. And you just got to shift from, I don't have this. I don't have that. Okay, how can I have, uh, what's the action that I need to take in order for me to, to, to get this? To, to, to get the money, to get the right contractor, to get the right partner, to get the right property. You got to be out. It, it just you you got to shift mentality you got to be out and, and 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 try to solve this issue stay behind the computer not gonna help you and, and and now i have the opposite 
I mean, I don't have the opposite point, but now it's it's much easier for me to fund the capital to invest. And I don't want to say to fund the property because I still have good flow uh, and, and, and it's easy for me. But in general, people has more money than places where they can put. So you got to be out to fund the investor, at least if you want to do rehab. So I want to give the people the opportunity to kind of get to know you a little bit here. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I'm going to be interested to hear your answers to them, okay? Okay. Are you ready for this? What's the one skill in business that you wish you had that you don't, right? That you wish you had and why? Uh, I, I wish I could implement system a little faster. And again, for me, I wish, I don't know if it's a skill or not, to, 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 uh, I wish it would be easier for me to introduce myself to people and, and get to meet people. Yeah, because both of those things are, would make your business run more smoothly, yes. right? Correct. Yes. That makes perfect sense. I get it. So what's the one thing in life or business that you're really, really, really passionate about? Family. Family before than everything. Family is everything. I, I love my wife. I have three kids now. Nice. That's that's the 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 really thing that pushes me forward. The the I, I want to spend more time with them, family before than everything. Love it, brother. What's the best book you've read lately? Profit First. This is what I have two. You know, the last two that I read is Miracle Morning and Profit First. I'm finishing now Profit First, and and they're good. I suggest everybody, especially Miracle Morning. You know, Miracle Morning is great. Yep. Yeah, for people that has a bad routine in the morning that they give you a, a kind of a structure that you can follow. It's very easy to follow. You know, I, I wake up early anyway, but that gives you a better understanding of how you can place your, uh, how you can, you know, let's say from whatever time you move, how to structure your morning and the first couple of hours that to obtain the best, you know, you can set the whole day with, you know, if you set the right two hours in the morning. Yeah, yeah. The gratitude and the the meditation and the basically getting yourself in the right frame of mind. All those, all all the little things. I mean, it, it's interesting. If you go off and do some research, you'll find that that a lot, most of success, successful people have a very specific morning routine that they go through because they've come to appreciate how much it sets up the rest of their day. Correct. Yeah. What's your routine? What's your routine right now in the morning? I wake up about six six o'clock. Uh, I take some time, you know, like to to, to read, to plan the day, and then um, around seven o'clock. I mean, after about forty five minutes, an hour, I'm up. I go to run a little bit. I, I should do a little more exercise, to be honest. But I run about like half an hour, and then back to back to the house, bring the kids to school, and then off to work. Nice. So the first two hours is between, you know, like hour and a half reading and and uh, and a little bit of exercise. Nice. I appreciate you sharing that there. So if I was going to ask you, you know, looking back, you've got obviously a very interesting life. You've got a lot of stuff that's gone on, police officer, security, you know, wife, built a family and a life and a whole new, you know, everything off in a completely new country. Don't speak the language, start a new business. I mean, you got, you've lived, lived a, a a crazy, amazing life. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received that you would be willing to share with us here? Don't give up. Don't ever give up. It's going to be difficult. going to be times where you wonder really what was going on, if you can make it, make it or if you can push forward. When is the time that you think that you want to give up? You're very close to the next step, to the next chapter, to a breakthrough in, either in life or business can, can push you forward so, so, so far that you have no idea. So, yeah, so when you're ready to give up, when you're having those thoughts, what's the conversation that's going on in your head? What are, uh, what are you telling yourself to, to make sure you don't? <laughs> you think about your family. You think about why you're doing this and, and why you want to move forward. You know, for me, it's family. I, you know, I have a soft spot for veterans, so try to help veterans with donation or with what can be done. So for me, it's, I just, you know, I just stop, I breathe, and I think about why I'm doing this. 
That's the reason why you have to know your why, right? Yes. It's crazy how it always comes back to that. You talk to any successful entrepreneur, it doesn't matter where they are. They're always going to talk about that that there's this inner thing inside of us that just drives us. And we don't know why, but it's definitely the why. And so, you know, when I talk to young entrepreneurs, I'm like, you have to know this. If you don't know this, then there's no doubt that when you're faced with those days that you want to give up, you'll give in to those thoughts. Because the why is the only thing that I've at least found that's ever gotten me through it. If I think about what I did, I used to be, again, I used to be a police officer working for the government. I was set for my life. Uh, So that's the mentality in Italy. When you get a government job, you're set. They're never going to fire you. The the, the police doesn't get fired in Italy unless you you intentionally kill someone. So for me, when I got my position there, it was, okay, now I'm here. I got my salary. I'm set. How can I move forward? How this job can lead me to something else? And I begin to study, I begin to, uh, you know, I went to university, to the university, uh, I did different training, I did different time, and I started to move, to move ahead. So, uh, at least for me, you know, like, uh, you, you want to you wanna move forward in life, but you got to know exactly why you're doing this. And that's, that's the reason. What's your why? That's the What's your why? why I, uh, yeah, why I, I can move forward. So last last one here, because I think this is always interesting because we, we spend a lot of time here talking about the difference between owning a business and owning a job, right? And Helen, you and I talked about it when we were at uh, the billionaire boardroom, which by the way, how was that? Let me ask, uh, you know. It was amazing. I, I think everybody, whoever can can sign up or can has the opportunity to, to join, it's something that I absolutely, you know, I will encourage everyone to, to do it. it it's, it's amazing. It's the, the, the people that, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that understand and know what you're doing. And obviously, you want to surround with people that they're, at least the way I see it, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that know much more than you and can share, can, can work with you, can help you out. The boardroom, it's, it's something amazing. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I agree, honestly. I mean, and not just because, you know, I, I founded it and put it together, but because I know the the impact that masterminds have had on my life. It's the whole reason why we founded the boardroom. And when you, it's amazing what happens when you get around people, when you just kind of have that little network, right? I mean, there's we, we only got the opportunity to spend a few days together, but there's no doubt. I mean, if you really think about it, that group of people for that specific mastermind, it's like a little family now. Already. It's a family. Right? It's a little fraternity. Like, we're all looking forward to seeing each other here in a few, you know, we, it's this whole little thing that just keeps going, which is awesome because now you have this network of people that are playing at, at a very elite level. And like you said, understand the problems that you, that you uh, inevitably have in business because we, n- we never are problem free. Yes. And everybody can share, you know, <laughs> even while we were on the boat, you know, like at the restaurant or, or, or it's, you know, a, a question, an idea can, can push your, you know, business forward. Like uh, we don't try to figure out what, you know, from scratch, what's how to solve the problem. And, you know, just surround yourself with people that do what you want to do or they're doing exactly what you do. And, and everybody has a take a different take on, on problems and, and, and in solutions. So if you surround yourself with people like that, Obviously, you're going to be able to move forward with your with your business and with your life. All right. So here here's here's the last question here because I always I always ask this: what What's the one thing? Right. So we all have this thing that we love to do that that is all about you know whether it's freedom or it's just something whether it's a hobby or it's whatever it is. You know, when you start making some money, you've got this thing that you go off and probably spend more money on it than you should, or you're a little more passionate about it than most people think is healthy. So what's the one thing that you spend a silly amount of money on that you're passionate about that you just kind of, you know, you just like to do? I have few, but 
if you want me to put it in order, it's going to be Prada stuff, you know, Prada. That's, you know, restaurant and racing car. You know, I, I, I like cars. I like um, speed, but <laughs> the, the worst, the, the, it's Prada. That's an amount of... Prada restaurants and cars. <laughs> yeah. It's Prada is like shoes, pants, everything, whatever. That's, that's cool, that's, dude. That's ridiculous. That's really not even funny. But that's what I mean. You know what? What's the point of of, of creating wealth if you don't get the opportunity to enjoy it? And, and everybody's got one, right? Everybody that I've ever talked to is like, "What's well, that one stupid, ridiculous thing, or that thing that you just spend so much money on that when most people would look at it like you're just insane?" I mean, mine's travel, right? I mean, we spend. Whoa. Correct. Yes. We travel like crazy. And but I share this with my wife, so <laughs> she's okay. Yeah. She doesn't mind about the Prada stuff. As so long it's as we have in common. As long as she's participating, you're probably good. <laughs> yes, no problem. <laughs> she's good with it. Dude, that's awesome. Well, man, this has been great. I'm I'm really glad that people got the opportunity to meet you. I found it fascinating. You know, what what was what's really fascinating to me is people they there's so many people that are going to listen to this and they're so busy telling themselves why they can't do it, right? They got that little voice in their head. They got something going on telling them how this can't happen. I can't go off. It's not real. I can't go off and make money at this. Or, I mean, there's just a million reasons why. And it's always fascinating to me when I see people that have had the chips stacked against them coming in, don't speak the language, right? Don't know the industry. Don't know how this is. And, and no point of reference. Can't even understand the, the learning material. And yet here we sit having this conversation right now with you are multiple companies doing, you know, all great things in real estate, sitting in the billionaire boardroom, one of the most elite masterminds in the industry today. You and I, I mean, it, just how far you've come because you just didn't listen to the little voice that so many other people listen to. I, I love your advice of just don't give up. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. But I also love the advice, the other thing you said earlier, where you said, you know, the bottom line is you just have to get involved. You have to do something, right? Yeah, I you mean, have to move forward. You you cannot sit and say, oh, my God, this I, it's impossible. This, I cannot do it. At the beginning, you know, like, again, I had this voice too. But then at one point, I got to sit down and say, okay, why I need to do this? It's not why I wanted, why I need to do this. Like, what's your why as to be inside? And and it's more a need, not because you really need something, but that's for you to move forward in your life. You, you have to do it. Don't, don't stop. Don't think the reason why you cannot do it. You just got to move forward. Let me ask you, was it ever scary? Oh my God, it's scary. I don't want to say it's scary every day, but it's there were times where you know money didn't come in the the, the way I wanted, problems, a thing that I didn't know how to figure out. But that's also one of the reasons why you want to surround yourself in mastermind and, and, and investment club with people that can you know with with a word, with a phone call, with a text can solve your problem. But it's it's always scary. Now, obviously, much less. But you know, it's always scary because you go against bigger company bigger problem and growing it's it's always scary like uh, but if you have the system in place then it's you know it's just a little problem you can solve very easily this has been awesome my friend i really appreciate it people want to get in touch with you they want to reach out to you you know friend you on facebook or linkedin how do they get in touch with you yeah linkedin is the best way uh, francesco moracci on linkedin or they can send me an email you know like uh, francesco at 1-800-feroffer.com and and um and uh, we're good, but LinkedIn is the best the best way of Facebook too. Perfect. We'll put those links on the show notes so people can uh, just click on the links and go connect directly to you, brother. Again, I appreciate it. Thanks for being on here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. And guys, thanks for listening in. And uh, Do us all a favor if you can. 
Go off and uh, leave us a review. Tell us what you want to hear more about. Give us a good rating on, on iTunes, and we'll continue to throw uh, great content at you and invite great guests on here like Francisco. Until we uh, meet, peace. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye, guys. You've reached the end of this episode, but there's plenty more for you over at thetimeisnow.com, where you can sign up for our free mailing list to help you make the next big shift in your career. As always, we'll see you next time on the Time Is Now podcast, where your business is personal.